the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. Got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. Carrie, so welcome to the start of the scariest month of the year, right? Mm-hmm. October. Yep. So we'll be talking about in the month of October. We always talk about what scares you, what scares me. Well, certainly, we earlier in the year, we were talking about the economic hurricane that could be scary. And now we have a real hurricane. Right. That's real scary. But also, there's, you know, we'll talk during the month of October financially what scares you and perhaps financially what scares me. If I can give an example before we go back and listen to President Biden talk about the new health care costs. Mm, you, mean where he takes, you mean where he takes credit like he did something where yes. it was the pharmaceutical drugs? Yeah. Yeah. What we'll timing? Talk, we'll talk about that issue. But another, for example, like, let's see, a lot of the pundits are having people running scared about the weaponized IRS, right? And the 87,000 IRS agents that are going to be knocking on your door. I think uh, it's more just answer the phones. Yeah. I, I mean, I, they're not going to find, I mean, good yeah, luck finding that employment. That doesn't scare me. I, in other words, I hope they get... You know, Janet Yellen threw out 5,000 that are going to be answering phones for next tax season. That'd luck, be a big... Good luck hiring that. That'd be a big help. No, I mean, that's all I, I heard from my clients. No one picks up the phone no, when you call they the don't. IRS. Um, now, what is scaring me is the brewing global recession. Mm-hmm. And, I, that, and I don't think, you know, there's a lot of mixed data in the terms of consumer USA taxpayer consumer sentiment about are they worried about that or are they not worried about that but uh but yeah we did get some health care news finally get the power to negotiate lower prescription drug prices seniors will see their out-of-pocket costs for prescription drugs be limited as this comes into full force to two thousand dollars a year no senior will have to so that's good news, right, Carrie? The two thousand a year. That's part of the IRA bill. The green bill. Thousands of Americans on Medicare pay more than fourteen thousand dollars a year for blood cancer drugs. More 
than $10,000 a year for ovarian cancer drugs, more than $9,000 a year for breast cancer drugs. Many people on Medicare skip those cancer drugs they, they, that they need because they can't afford them. It's a simple proposition. They can't afford them. Now the maximum they're going to have to pay for all the prescription drugs, no matter what the cost, is $2,000 a year, period. It's going to be a godsend. It's going to be a godsend to many families. Last year, by the way, a family of four saved $2,400 through the American Rescue Plan that I signed into law. Now the inflation reduction... I, I, I challenge that number. I was going to say... premiums for millions of families who get their coverage through the Affordable Care Act. And this mm. morning, got even more good news about go. lower costs. The Department of Health and Human Services announced that the premium for Part B will, in fact, decrease this year. That's a fee you pay... He's taking a victory lap for that. Right. For nothing he did. I thought we knew that was coming. Now for the first time in more than a decade, it's going to go down. Because of the Alzheimer's drug. People with disabilities on Medicare, that means more money in their pockets while still getting the care they need. Okay. So, yeah. And we've been talking about this. Right. For a year. Right, because when they came out with the Alzheimer's drug and repriced it or whatever, they said that was factored in at the 170. There was talk early in the year about people possibly getting a refund on their Medicare, right? So, which was not going to happen. Right. That would have been a, a paperwork nightmare. So last year, in, in, in when they announced the new Medicare premiums, I was completely shocked when it was a 14.5% increase. Because we had never seen an increase like that. And this was really before the advent of this inflation that right. we had, right? Uh, because, so that was because in the November of 2021, that was right. announced. And I said, wow, that really up. We were worried about inflation. Right. But we, we had no idea how, how bad it would be. It right. wasn't, that's when we thought it was going to be transitory. Transitory, exactly. <laughs> So then we got the so so many people complained. Well, we 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 did get the information from the uh, you know it's the centers for Medicare and Medicaid services, and they said well the reason was because as you were saying, Carrie, that Alduhelm Adel Aduhelm it's A D U H E L M Aduhelm I guess I don't know those the, those those names I always go yeah, by the generic. It was an Alzheimer's <laughs> drug put out by the drug maker Biogen. And it it got stellar uh, reviews in their testing, right? So everyone was really excited about it. Doctors were excited about it a- until they said the price was going to be $56,000 per client per year, per mm. patient per year. Well, under Biden, what? Is there a max 2000 no well, matter what? Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, and so, right. So Medicare would have to pay it, right? right. And, and that's where Medicare said, well, then we have to account for that. So that, what they said, added to the increase that got up to 14.5%. But then throughout the year, um, the the centers of Medicare and Medicaid said that they were going to limit the coverage because then when they reviewed the test results, maybe they weren't as stellar as the company first right. proposed, right? So then they p- had wanted to put more trials in and just cover the yeah. people that was in the trials. Well, then the the company got so much blowback for the fifty six thousand dollar price tag. They came out during you know the year and said, okay, we'll cut the price in half. Right. Okay. So when they cut the price in half, then the doctor said, well, we might not be describing it anyways. And then there's still all these trials going on. People started saying, okay, Medicare, where's our rebate? Right. 
And there was a lot of talk about it. Some politicians were throwing it in there. They were never going to get a rebate. I think they were just going to adjust it for the 2023 Medicare premiums. Well, originally, yeah, originally they said, well, maybe we'll rebate it in 2022. Then at some point during this year, they come out and said, no, we're not. That's too difficult to try to maneuver that. So they said, we'll just look at making an adjustment for the 2023 premiums. Which is what premiums. this was, but Biden said, but Biden no, took it was the victory me. Yeah. Right. Um, and okay, also the whatever. timing. I, I don't care. Say, yeah, yeah, whoever takes credit for right. it. Right. But you do know. you also want to question the timing, Mark? I know we talked about this in the office. The timing is somewhat <laughs> suspect because it was Very amazing suspect. that when they announced the 14% increase, it was November 12th. And in my mind, I always just said it's always around Thanksgiving. Is when people get their new Social Security note or though, and, and the what new, their Medicare premiums, premiums will be based on any IRMA adjustments. And then you have the 60 days to. And how I'm going to tie this all into financial planning, just I'm going to bring that tugboat in. Right. Just, just wait for a minute. So the timing. So I, you know, so we, they said, so normally November, last year, November 12th. Well, so how did. It was a, a strange occurrence that on the day that President Biden called a press conference to talk about the, the Medicare, that the, they announced it. No. <laughs> on September, what was it, 27th or whatever? Before Sept- elections? September before the November 2nd elections. Hmm. Be, be, and so Biden could you know, st- you know know say that everyone's Medicare premiums going down by 3% next year. Yeah, Do you think suspicious. that was a coincidence? Not a bit. I think that was deliberate. But in in either case, um, I'll be going over because how I'm going to now tie this back into financial planning, Carrie, is because we have a lot of clients who, when we're doing the year-end planning, and what they're looking at is do they have enough room, let's say, on their tax return that they, if they don't need any more money out of their IRAs for cash flow... Or maybe maybe they're not in required minimums yet. Maybe they are in required minimums, but they don't need any more than the required minimums for cash flow. But they're still in a good tax bracket window. They they want to. They're looking at say, I want to implement a Roth IRA conversion. Okay, but I don't want to go through. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot tax wise. So I don't want to go through one of those thresholds, and one of those thresholds is the Medicare premiums, or what we call the IRMA adjustments, the income-related monthly adjustment amount. And if you're not familiar with that, your Medicare B and or Medicare D premiums, the prescription drug, Mm -hmm. if you're choosing that, how much you pay monthly is based on your income. Okay, and that surprises a lot of people. A lot of people don't know that going in, and they get trapped by that. Or a lot of people understand that, but they have really no way of projecting that if how that will affect them twenty years into retirement. Mm-hmm. In other words, it might not be affecting you right now. If you're sixty five, going on Medicare, you're retired, and you're not taking anything out of your IRAs because you're not anywhere near seventy two yet. But it may affect you when you hit seventy two. Or do you know how much your required minimums were are plan are projected to increase over your lifetime based on some investment rate of return that your investment advisor gives you? Um, and and that's the idea that's saying that that if you're just following that required minimum distribution plan, you may get trapped with an Irma adjustment. 
And that's what we're helping clients who are are in that arena. We're saying, yeah, there are ways we can try to project that out to see if you can. So the good news is that because they came out with this, the new Irma threshold so early, it gives you a little bit more time to plan that for year end. Now it, it's still it's still a two years away, and we'll talk about that the two year gap between what tax return the Medicare people use and for what year premium you're being charged. So there's still so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but anyways, we'll see. So we'll talk about that. We have we have lots of financial data. I do want to touch on um, you know the PCD where you know we're taping the show on Friday morning the 30th um, PCE data came out today and and you know Carrie and then we had the jobs and it's, it's like again not real great news if you you know because inflation still you know is questionable on whether it has peaked yet or not and I think really it's it's I do think inflation is peaking, but it's a jagged peak, Carrie, right? It's just not a, a, right. a complete straight up, straight down. No. It, it's, 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 you know, you're going to see in these, in the, in the rolling months here, the data, you can see where there some from month to month, it may be up next month. It's down next month. It's up. You know, it's not, it, it's a jagged, but I think we're peaking. And again, the federal reserve though, looking at the PCE, which is their favorable, you know, they like the PCE, the personal consumption expenditures index more than they like the CPI. Um, so we'll talk about what, what those numbers are. So get us started. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information or financial news and make you aware of choices and planning strategies or concepts available so that you take more control of your financial life and understand that you can make different decisions instead of just defaulting to the easy or the easy plan is usually you just letting things happen where they may. And that's usually the government's plan, which usually is not in your best interest. Um, this show is sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team is an affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm. We're not investment advisors. What we do is the financial modeling, the numbers crunching, the detailed analysis, and looking at every aspect of someone's financial life and putting that together with inflation, spending, taxes, income, and what steps you can take, whether you're working or already in retirement now, to create future tax-efficient income. What opportunities are you missing out each year? Definitely many people have year-end planning opportunities this year, and actually we're gearing up in October and November for our year-end planning for our clients or people who want to look at these issues to look at IRA distribution planning, our future minimum requires going to cause your Medicare premiums. Can you make another choice? Timing of Social Security, Roth conversions, pension election options. I want to retire, but I'm worried about the economy and the impact of a recession and these higher inflation rates. And does that change my decisions? And for some people, it will. Some people, it won't. As much as planning is about saving you money and giving you the most net benefit from the choices you face, it's also about peace of mind saying, in these different model scenarios. Maybe I want to see a base case or maybe I want to see the worst case. How do I need to adjust? What happens for me to be okay? And giving you that peace of mind that you know these are actionable steps. 
We are A-rated and accredited members of the Better Business Bureau. And again, we've been around more than 35 years in the greater Cleveland area. And as I mentioned, we don't do investments. Our clients either work with an existing investment advisor, which we're happy to coordinate with, or do the investments on their own. And what we do is look at your assets in terms of how much risk should you really be taking? And are you taking on more risk than necessary to accomplish the long-term goals as well as tax efficiency? And we offer a free no obligation, no pressure consultation by phone or in person. And we're scheduling now through the end of the year and to look at your issues, things that you're worried about and potential opportunities. So if you want to take advantage of the free consultation, give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We will call you back on Monday. If you send an email through the website, you will get a response and Actually, for the free consultation, if you fill out some information, a worksheet, it's just two pages. We'll run some preliminary analysis so we can determine if we can help you. And if we can, what options might be appropriate. And we have both hourly and comprehensive retainers. You can also visit our website, financialfoodforthought.com. Sign up our new, sign up for our newsletter and you can listen to our podcast and contact us for that free consultation. Again, that's financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly here this morning. Right. So, so okay, let me just quickly go over some of the econ data. Okay. And, and we're back to the good news is bad news, which is part of this year's, right? And I was going to say that we've heard that before many times. Yeah, especially this year. So the weekly jobless claims came out and carry, guess what? 193,000 below the 200,000, right, which, which is it, a good sign. It's a good sign, except if you're it goes exactly against what the Federal Reserve wants to do. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's it indicates a strong labor market, which indicates the companies are going to have to hire, are, are going to have a problem hiring people, meaning without raising their wages, what gets into that wage spiral, which just right. increases inflation indefinitely. So it bad news. That double-edged sword. It's the good news, bad news, right? Um, because the, and, and really, if you look at a four-week rolling average, it's almost under 200,000. I think it's about 217,000. That is a strong labor market. When the Federal Reserve keeps saying, we got to stamp inflation and unemployment's going to have to go up. We got to stop this potential wage spiral. We've got to get people back to work. We got to get productivity back up. You know, we got some. Now we also got some GDP um, readings, and let's see if I have those. So this is a time of year where you know. Well, not only remember for every quarter you get three reads on GDP. Right. So we 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 got the third read on the second quarter GDP. And it came in with no changes from the second read at 0.6, a negative 0.6%. A negative, meaning that we've had two consecutive negative GDP quarters, which is a technical recession, right? The, 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 there's a, a, the statistic about how many times two negative GDP quarters led to a recession is like off the chart. Right. I mean, it's almost a foregone conclusion. Um, now, the... But we also, but a little bit of good news um, here. That, so they also, yeah, um, contracted, okay. Yeah, gross domestic product 
shrank at a 0.6 annualized rate last quarter of the government. Okay, right. This is an, and well, again, it, it's still better than what the first read was, which was 0.9. Um, and so they're, they're saying, I'm trying to think here. Um, yeah, so it, it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's saying that did GDP, GDP alone isn't negative enough to say that we're in a huge recession. But I don't think the damage is done yet. I think that because inflation hasn't come down yet. And so if we look at the PCE data, this is what, you know, again, the Federal Reserve looks more like. And I'll give you both, Gary. We'll do headline numbers, okay. which includes food and energy, and we'll give you core numbers, which excludes food and energy. So let's start with the headline. Okay, so for August, year over year, it came in at 6.2%, which is a tad better than the previous month, the year over year of 6.3, which was better than the previous June 6.8. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's still, you know, indicating, hey, inflation has peaked. But the reason why Federal Reserve doesn't look at headline is because most of probably that slight decrease was because gas came down. Right. Okay. And they're saying gas could go right back up again. Because that's separate from everything else going and, on. And what, what the Federal Reserve, their monetary policy, doesn't can't really control the price oil prices oil. globally. right? Um, now, month over month, okay, it, August came in at 0.3, which was worse than the previous 0.1. Mm. So that's this. So you can start seeing that this, it's not consistent, right? Now, if you look at core. Which excludes the food and gas. Okay, this is the bad news for the Fed. Because core year over year came in at 4.9. Okay. Worse than the previous 4.7. Okay. Um, which was better than the previous of 4.9. So, so here's the jagged peak. If you go back to uh, August, no, April, I'm sorry, let's go back to April. So year over year, core, PCE, in April, it was 4.9. In March, I'm sorry, in May. <laughs> May, I was going to say, you're thinking of another M. Well, March, it was 5.2. I can't even go back there. So okay. so March, it was 5.2. April, it was 4.9. May, it was 4.7. See? Okay, getting better. Okay. June, it was 4.8. Uh-oh, jag it up again. You know, from the previous right. month, 4.7. July, it was 4.6. Back down. The latest month? 4.9 back up. So we're just going back up and down. It's the jagged peak, right? And I think it may be that way for a while. Now, if you look at month over month, okay, um, the latest came in at 0.6, which was better than the previous month of 0.10, okay? Match, but it goes back to where it was the previous in June at point six. You know, so it went it went up a little bit last month, came back down. The street was looking for point five. It, it was worse than what the street was looking for. So again, that indicates that that the Fed wants to see they want they they want more data that suggests that we are we have reached that peak inflation, even if they're looking at core PCE, and we don't see it yet. So that indicates that we will probably see another 75 basis point interest hike in November. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and possibly another hike in December. I mean, we'll, we'll see another hike in December, whether it be 75 or maybe they'll pause and maybe not pause, but maybe go down to 50. But th- that's probably what's coming. Um, so that means, it, you know, that's the, the, and the, and the higher and the quicker now or the catch up now. They're on now the Federal Reserve catching up. Right. And if they have to continue catching up by continuing to hike interest rates, that's what's going to cause a hard landing and a U.S. recession. Um, so, and that's what most, and so now we're seeing, well, how does the American, consumer, taxpayer, resident feeling. Are they getting worried? And we're getting mixed signals here. And it it it, it happened it, it's it, it just in the September. These are all September headlines, Gary. This is what's this is what's crazy. So this was uh, this was a headline from early in September. Americans are finally feeling a little bit better about the economy. And you know why, Carrie? Cuz gas came down. But that's not the whole picture. No, because then it went back up a little bit. So, um, okay, because if you you know because you still see inflation happening out. You know, um, all right. Then here's another uh, headline. This is a little bit later in September. U.S. consumer confidence rises more than expected in September, defying recession fears. Hmm. Okay, kind of along with the first one, saying, "Oh, so maybe, so maybe Americans are saying, and and they're saying, okay, well, maybe things aren't going to be, maybe we, you know, the the Fed can navigate this off lending." Uh, but now we go a little bit later into September. Okay, um, retirees are worried about their money. Okay, concern about recession and inflation and healthcare costs weigh on retirees and near retirees. So now maybe we're losing confidence again. And here's a late September <laughs> headline. Overwhelming majority fear imminent recession. How Americans are proactively protecting their finances. So in this study, this came out by the BMO Real Financial Progress Index. It was released September 28th. Found that carry 76% of Americans are not waiting for a potential recession to proactively protect their finances. See, people are getting off the couch. And this is now, that is a high number to me, 76%, because our clients, it's nowhere near 76. Now, what do they mean by that? You know, not are actively or proactively protecting. Well, um, 34% saying they're delaying major purchases. Is it because, Mark, maybe they don't know? And I think our clients know how to adjust or people who, how many people don't really have a plan? Right. Well, or they that, have a model saying, "Oh, it's there's a knee-jerk 90%. reaction." Right. It's emotional. It's you're worried, so I'm going to do something. Not necessarily, you know, because I think I'm going to run out of money. Well, do you know? I mean, sometimes maybe your pile may not be quite as big, but your pile's still pretty nice at age ninety. But you don't know, which is why I think a lot of people are worried because they're just making emotional decisions. Right. So, thirty-four percent delaying major purchases, such as buying new home or car. say they are paying down debt, okay? 28% are planning to cut back on holiday spending. 24% are allocating more income to savings. And 14% are delaying their retirement, even if they don't enjoy working. So, again, now, I would say, I don't know, I would say from talking to our clients, um, 
I would say people that are cutting back or even talking about cutting back, I would say it's under 20, 25%, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, would think that'd be, I mean, although I think some are starting to get worried. Well, yeah, that's what I keep saying. If, 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 and if the Federal Reserve can't stamp down inflation and we go through 2023 with another seven, eight percent annual inflation, it's, it's going to be ugly. Right. And the Federal Reserve knows that. Now they're willing to to risk the recession. Recession will be painful, but the so the question becomes though: Is it going to be painful to you? Don't ask your neighbor how painful it's going to be to them. And do you know? I mean, how many times do we have somebody who's not worried that absolutely should be, and people that are so worried and not saying I'm going to work longer, I'm going to work five years longer, I'm going to work two years longer, I'm not going to do that. And when we run the numbers. Really, they could retire now, and they really don't have to change their spending. Right, they're just worried. And 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 maybe it is because the recession shock lines are just all over. I mean, or the I've I've read, and I don't even know which one it was. The other other night, it was like so some billionaire says this is going to be the worst in history as far as market declines and yeah the cassandra I mean, you, are you giving me the yeah. cassandra of the a week of i don't know but i'm just saying i even see it and i'm like Ugh. you have a lot of smart people saying it's going to be really bad and a lot of smart yeah. people saying it's not going to be it's going to be tough well, I, but it's yeah. not going to be doom and gloom i mean last week i said you know goldilocks had left the building right, right? and and it probably is i, I think goldilocks was OBE'd. You know, OBE? Yeah, overcome by events. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so OBE, that's the new shock, you know. Okay. Overcome by events. Globally, that's what's happening, right? Um, now, and because of the three bears, you know, Goldilocks and three, well, now it was the fourth bear. So the first right. bear was the Rona. Okay. Okay. Because that with all I was going to say, there are only three bears in that story. Well, I'm adding a fourth one. That's That, that's, that, was <laughs> that one was out in the woods. The second bear was Putin and starting mm-hmm. a, a war in Ukraine that's now, what, seven months long and yeah. no end in sight. Um, the third bear, I guess we'll say, is Jerome Powell, who, you know, kind of had to break the news, you know, you know uh, that the inflation wasn't transitory um, and then had to kind of break the news that the soft landing probably isn't possible. Even he came out and basically right. said that. Um, so those were the three bad bears, right? And, okay. and who's the fourth bad bear? Biden? Ian. Oh. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the toll that it takes. And the economic hardship it's going <sighs> to cause. We did not. I mean, you know, obviously. You can't. I mean, you can't predict Mother Nature. You can't do anything about right. it. I did see, like, the insurance. They said that, you know, Florida Florida's going to cost the insurance company billions. Right. So it, it it's just oh, it's just too many events. Right. It, it's just a glo- it's just going to be bad. So you better. If you don't have a financial plan, you might want to start working on one. Mm-hmm. Which is a reason you could call us. Whether you do the investments on their your own or you work with someone and you want to see a very detailed custom plan or want help with objective analysis on Roth conversions, IRA distribution planning, pension elections, 
timing of Social Security, whether you're overspending or underspending, call us for a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation by phone or in person to see if we can help. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So can I find, before I do the Cassandra of the week, um, again, three steps you can do to protect your family from the economic downturn. Go over this all the time. In, in practice, you have, you know, first up, maintain an adequate cash reserve. You know, you've got, you know, so you're in a position where if you have an unplanned expense, you don't have to sell your stocks low or your bonds low or anything low if you don't want to because you have enough cash reserve to cover it and give your time to to wait out the economic downturn and ca- and not miss the comeback whenever that happens. Our, I don't don't ask me. Are stocks at the bottom, Carrie? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you could see that we're all in you know bear market territory for all the major indices. Um, so what is that? What are the S and P five S and P five hundred is down what twenty three percent through yesterday's close? It's down this morning when I look, Gary. I don't know where it is right now, or mm-hmm. you know when we're taping this on Friday, but it was down big again. Um, where is the bottom? I don't know. If the recession hasn't even hit yet, um, but it could. You know the the, the S and P could bottom out. You know, and and before the the recession is over, certainly, um, and start coming back. You know, because if you looked at the over the past eleven recessions, Carrie, um, the S and P decline is you know ranges between fourteen percent and fifty seven percent. Okay, um, peak to trough, Ooh. but at the average of it is about twenty seven point five percent. That's still a chunk. So if, that's a tough loss to take. If we're already down twenty three percent this year, we're not far from that twenty seven point five percent average. But it could get worse. So um, hopefully, it's not the fifty seven percent. But you know that is you know that is so. That's why again. Uh, maintain an equity cash reserve. Secondly, don't take on more risk than what you need. Maybe you don't want to be 100% in stocks. Right. And okay. I think, Mark, if anybody wants to listen, last week you did a good job of explaining the fix versus growth and looking at it and what, you know, how you want to model that into your plan. So you can check out our podcast from last week. You really went over detailed on the 60-40 and different scenarios on potential losses you might want to model in or consider. Right. And how you would do that at home. And certainly we do that for our clients. We talk about those things. Um, so rebalancing. So in other words, you, you know, don't take on more risk and we need to be okay. That's, that's what you, that's one of the, um, good things about running a detailed customized financial plan. You, you have the robot kind of say, what rate of return do you need to be okay? And that helps you with your investment allocation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we have some clients carry, they don't have a dime in the stock market. Because they don't need to. They don't need to. If I can do all the spending I want to do and I'm living a very comfortable life, why would I have the worry about potential losses? Slow growth or minimal growth might be better than any potential loss. And some people after 2008 felt that way. And they, even though they missed that bull run, they're comfortable. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're they not, have peace of they're mind. They're not sweating right now. Um, other clients, 
Carrie, we have to show them that if if you're, you know, the bad news, meaning that Mm -hmm. if you really want to maintain this lifestyle with where your assets value is right now, you're going to need an 8% rate of return on your investments they're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. So maybe you want to cut discretionary spending. Do you want to work longer? Right. Um, Encore career. Um, Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to stay in your full-time job. Maybe you can work part-time for a few amount of years or whatever that may be. But at least you're getting an idea. You know, you're getting that a way to judge the long-term effect of the current economic downturn. And like, and that turns into actionable steps. What can I do? Not just those proformos of saying, "Oh, this percentage, I'm going to be okay." But what does that mean of what I should be doing when it comes to my finances? And that then that it kind of leads to the third step, which is build your plan R. Meaning, you have a plan A that's working, let's say, prior to this higher inflation, prior to this economic downturn that's brewing globally, and that plan was working fine, you were set to retire in a year, two years, or maybe you're already retired, you were set on how many you know uh, Hawaii trips you could take, um, but all of a sudden now you're saying, uh-oh, does this change things? So that's what we mean by building a plan R or you know a, re- a recession plan or recovery plan saying, well, let's, let's model in a worse economic case scenario, meaning higher inflation than what you used in plan A or a market downturn if your 60-40 portfolio is down you know, 20%, 25% instead of up seven or eight percent um not that it's going to be that way every year into the future right but it's happening right now you know and and if you're and that's where the, you get to the sequence of returns you know which is if you're retiring right now when there's a huge drop in your nest egg value that's a problem mm. it's not so it doesn't hurt you as much if you're at the end of your 25 year 30 year retirement because you've done all the spending and you and you and you survived, it hap- it's a lot worse if that downturn happens right when you're beginning your retirement, Where, right when the wages are ending, and you have to start taking a withdrawal from your nest egg to s- support your retirement. That's when that downturn hurts, and that's what a lot of people we see don't when they new clients come in to see us, they haven't done that. Or whoever they're running a financial model hasn't done that. Mm-hmm. They that's always just say, "Oh yeah, we'll mark the market," but you know we're not gonna, you know, we're just staying the course, you know, because the market will come back. Well, that doesn't help you. It doesn't leave you in decision making mode. You we go one step further. And say, yeah, let's model in a worst case scenario. Now let's see if everything is still going to be okay. That's the eye opener. Um, Carrie, do you got any good news? Um, Here's okay. Good news for Buckeye State, right? Or certainly good news for Governor DeWine's re-election campaign. So GM to invest millions for electric vehicle manufacturing in Toledo. Okay. So we had the good news about Intel, right? And the building the chip. Yeah. I, and I hope I hope that works, Gary. I do too, because that's a huge I, I don't know if it is. Let's hope. I, I just I don't know if this is a last gasp effort from Intel trying to stay in the chip global business. Well, we sure need somebody here to be 
be in the chip business. But I don't think they're making most of the chips anymore. Maybe they should. Well, are they so far behind? I don't know. I just hope it works. I I hope it works. But, okay, so let's get back to autos. So um, GM Executive Vice President Gerald Johnson announced that GM will invest $760 million to the GM Toledo Propulsion Systems Facility to begin the transition to EV manufacturing. Okay. Um, So that's good news. Um, So while the Toledo plant will continue to work on the internal combustion propulsion, this investment will allow the plant to introduce EV propulsion, specifically EV drive units. Okay. Um, And everybody, you know, so the the union's very excited about it, obviously. Um, The Toledo mayor is very excited about it. Um, saying, you know, they could have done this anywhere. You know, they they had a lot of choices, um, but they chose Toledo, and, you know, they they believe in Toledo. Um, Employees at the facility are actually ecstatic about it. You know, one here's one comment. It lets us know that we have a future here. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen when we transition to all electric motors. It, um, it let us know that we're going to be part of the future. We don't have to worry about going anywhere or transferring to other places. Um, so there you go. So there's some good news. So we've got the Intel going. We've got the GM with the, the you know, EV, you know, working in Toledo. So hopefully that's good news. Um, you gonna do your Cassandra? <laughs> I can't you got do. one this week. Yeah, I've got one. <laughs> There's no shortage of Cassandra. I was say I see one on my phone. I don't even like a trending headline. Sometimes I don't. I just don't go beyond the headline. So if you haven't heard our show this uh, summer, I've been doing the Cassandra of Award, Cassandra of the Week Award, and of course Cassandra, you know, reference to Greek mythology, was a Trojan priestess. And she was a human, right? Very right. beautiful human. Um, and Apollo, Zeus's son, gave her the gift of prophecy. Fell in love with her, wanted to win her favors, so he made a gift to her, which was the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. But then Cassandra didn't return Apollo's favors, mm-hmm. and he wasn't too happy about that. So he decided to place a curse on the gift. And the curse was saying from that day on, um, Cassandra's prophecies would always come to pass, but no one would believe her. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is what we have all the naysayers right now who are claiming that we're, this impending recession is a foregone conclusion. Federal Reserve is going to mess it up. Um, Let's hope they're market's wrong. Gonna, oh, gonna, hope they're not Cassandra's. Right. Um, so... Stanley Druckenmiller, mm, not Drunkenmiller. I was going to say, I don't know who he is. No, he, he's a, he's a legendary investor. He he's running the um, the Duquesne family office. I think it's a. I think it's one point three billion in assets. Gary. Okay. Um, so what did he have to say this week? Um, he sees the Federal Reserve triggering a recession with its inflation-fighting policy and warns that financial markets could stagnate for a decade. Another lost decade, Gary. Um, his, he, yeah. His quote, I will be stunned if we don't have a recession in 23. Okay. Um, I don't know the timing, but certainly by the end of 2023. Um, I don't rule out something really, really bad. 
Okay. Um, he said, you know, the extraordinary quantitative easing, the zero interest rates over the past decade as the driving forces be tr- be- behind the looming recession. You know, all those factors that cause a bull market, they're not only stopping, they're reversing every one of them. We are in deep trouble. Hmm. All right, so he gets the Cassandra of the Week Award. Although I really hope it doesn't come true. Now, um, let's talk about, so in the beginning of the show, we played President Biden taking the victory lap for the lower Medicare premiums coming. Um, And... It's but even beyond that, so it's about a three percent cut, Carrie. Okay. So if right now, if you're uh, paying one hundred and seventy dollars and ten cents a month, next year that's going to go down to one hundred and sixty four ninety a month. Okay, um, and that's good. And also, we're going to get a, a big increase, cola increase in Social Security, right? Mm-hmm. Now, right now. That's probably going to be somewhere between eight point seven percent and nine percent, maybe nine, maybe a nine okay. and a quarter percent. We won't know till about October thirteenth because they got to wait for September's numbers. They they use the CPIW, the wage earner, the CPI wage earner, and but it, and they use the third quarter. They compare the third quarter of this year to the third quarter of last year. Mm-hmm. So based on the first two months, and if the third month September comes out to be flat, then it would be about an 8.7% increase. If, if September comes in okay. hot, it'll be higher than that. So you get, it's a nice win because the Social Security is going to be a nice increase and the Medicare B is actually going to be down. Okay, so that's right. something good. Um, now, um, and so you can now start you know, embedding that into your financial model, right? But what we're talking about before is early in the show was that we have a lot of clients that they're saying, I'm that's what I'm trying to do, Mark. I want to know what that Medicare thresholds are for in terms of the Irma adjustment. Because mm-hmm. the number, the 164.90, that's just the first level of Medicare B premiums. Right. Okay. There's five above that. It's based on your income. It's based on your modified adjusted gross income. You got to take your adjusted gross income and add back any tax-free municipal interest for that particular year. And there's a two-year gap that tra- that's, that confuses a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, your 2021 tax return is going to dictate what your 2023 Medicare premiums are, mm-hmm. and your current 2022 tax return or tax year tax return will dictate what your 2024 Medicare premium. Okay. Will be, right. Um, now. So let's go over those trusts because this is a lot of you know, a lot of people were waiting for this, and normally we don't get this data until November. So getting it in September gives you a, a more time to, to work on to this. make those adjustments. All right. So the idea is okay. So when you know we'll do single and and married jointly, right? So the first threshold. So currently for this year on an individual, it's ninety one thousand. Okay. Okay. And if you start going above ninety one thousand, you start paying a higher Medicare premium. Under the new rates for next year, it's going to go up to 
97,000. Which is a pretty big jump, which means gives uh, people a little more wiggle room maybe yeah. to make some maneuvers. See, so, so this you can see the benefit, right? So this is the good news, bad news. Inflation was high, but it's increasing these IRMA thresholds. Which gives you more wiggle room. And remember, each tax year stands alone. But at least for this year, it's going to be good for a lot of our clients that we're looking at this. So we see that the government increased these thresholds, you know, seven, seven and a half percent up until the highest earners. Mm-hmm. The highest earners don't get a break, Carrie. Okay. Um, so if you're in the, so here are the tiers. So for the individual, for, you know, now that we have, so this will, so this will take place. So based on your 2021 return, this is what the threshold for 2023. So the first one I said was 97,000. Then it's 123,000. Then it's 153,000. Then it's 183,000. Then it's 500,000. Mm-hmm. And then 500,000 above is the most in the highest tier. Okay. So what are the premium costs going to be? So again, the first level tier we mentioned 164.90. Okay. Next one 230.80. Okay. Next one three twenty nine seventy. The next one four twenty eight sixty. Getting expensive. The next one five twenty seven fifty. And the highest tier five sixty fifty. Okay. Um, so um, now again, everybody gets the three percent decrease. You know because of the right. Medicare. You know Biogen mess up. But not everybody gets the increase in the thresholds. Those top two tiers, Carrie, don't see any increase in their thresholds. Okay. Okay. Um, but everybody else. Now, how about married jointly? Okay. So I'm going to give you the married jointly. So this year, for example, it was 182,000. That was the, the number. Right. Next year, that's going to 194,000. Okay. So, you know, so, that's a wiggle room. Okay. Then it goes to 246,000. Then three oh six, then three sixty six, then seven hundred fifty thousand, or then the highest tier, anyone over seven hundred fifty thousand. Not too many listeners are going to fall in no. those top two tiers. Um, but so so there you go. Now the one more that we want to throw out to warn people about is married filing separately because mm, we're saving on that Ohio, which is why people do it. And, but if the sa- is the savings worth it? Right. And, you know, and it's a big penalty if, you know, you're hit hard. Because in married filing separately, you don't get the f- the the three middle tiers. So you go from 194 to 750 over? I mean, as far as the the, pre- the 160? Well, remember, when you're filing separately, right. you do no, it separately. but I'm saying so it's those a 97. are 97. So, so if you're filing separately, right. each one, if you're if you're both under 97. Right, but I'm talking about, well, I should have just said, I know that was based on the joint, but you're either the lowest tier or the highest, you're saying? The fourth, not the fifth. Okay. So you, there is the, the high tier if you're over. But but yeah, you go from, so if you're filing sep- married separately, each of you, if you're under 97,000, that's fine. You're at the first level tier. But if one of you or both of you are over 97,000, you jump up to the fifth level, the, the, the fourth level tier. You're, you're, instead of paying 164.90 a month each, you're paying 527.50 a month each. Which is, so then you need to calculate 
is your Ohio savings worth the cost of paying more? Yeah, and you may be getting a slight federal savings. Right. Usually it's not material. It's usually a bigger Ohio, right. the way Ohio taxes work. But this is what, you know, and this is what we, you know, when we coordinate, this is what we mean as state planning by coordinated advisors. So you may have a great CPA who every year is running it both ways, what your taxes would be if you filed married jointly versus what they would be if you filed married separately. And he's probably saying cumulatively you're paying less, which is why right, on com- federal in Ohio, that the combination, the that's combination. why we're going to... But they're not going to necessarily bring this up because this is a health care issue. This is not a tax issue. Right. It's off their chart. A lot. It's off their right. radar. They're saying, well, I don't, I don't deal with your Medicare premiums. That's health insurance. Right. I'm just trying to figure out whether you should be filing married or separately. But most of our clients feel that the IRMA adjustment, it feels like a tax. Right. Because you pay more based on your income. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to, so if you, now we've, 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 we've saved a lot of couples from falling into that trap because Mm -hmm. when we, when we're working with them, we say, you know, let's talk about these things. If you're coming now, it may be awful, may also be off your CPA's radar. If you're just getting to that part or going on Medicare, Mm -hmm. in other words, it's two years away, you know, there's a two year gap. So you might not be on Medicare this year in 2022, but are you going to be on in 2024? See, that's what you have to realize. It's planning ahead and being um, proactive. Yeah. Now there are now a lot of people say, well, Mark, are, you know, it's not fair for the government to use two-year-old tax returns. Well, they well, have. That's to, all they have. That's all they have. But there is relief. If you've got a life-changing event, you have to be aware of that, and you have to fill out a form and get it Timely. submitted. You have to fill out the right. Re- you can't say, "Oh, I, I missed it. You missed the window. You pay the higher amount for the rest of the year." So there are certain life-changing events that you can win the appeal if you do it timely. Cross the T's and dot the I's. But if you miss that window, you're out. That's what we try to help everybody. Garrett, get us out of here. Don't miss opportunities and avoid potential problems. Call for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.